my official title is executive director okay. of the Bourbon Capital Community Alliance, which is is way too long of a name. But oh, you mean the the B double C A? The B double C A. Yeah, B double C A. Yeah. This is Bourbon Pursuit, the official podcast of bourbon, bringing to you the best in news, reviews, and interviews with people making the bourbon whiskey industry happen. And I'm one of your hosts, Kenny Coleman. Now, I'm sure that you listen to the show because you want to be a better educated bourbon consumer, or maybe you just went off the deep end and started buying too many bottles and now you're on the hunt for the next great one. Either way, I'm just glad that you're here. But there's all sorts of new opportunities to foster deeper knowledge about bourbon, And you can do it with some of the premier distilleries in Kentucky, most notably those in Bardstown. Sam Lacey, he joins the show to talk about everything happening from the Bourbon Capital Community Alliance. It's an initiative that started from the city of Bardstown to bring in-depth and tailored educational experiences to distilleries around Bardstown. And that's along with their brand new Brindiamo Penthouse that provides a 101 level primer for anyone that wants to do it before they start hitting distilleries. Well, I hope you enjoy this week's episode. Now here's Fred Minnick with Above the Char. I'm Fred Minnick, and this is Above the Char. This week's idea comes from Logan Hyman, who writes me on fredminnick.com. Recently watched a YouTube interview with a guy that has a whiskey collection reportedly worth $10 million. During the video, he often talks as he sees the bottles in his collections as an investment while also not being afraid to drink them. With many distillers expanding production and storage, how do you see these premium allocated bottles changing in the future? You know, 10 to 15 years. Will it always be 1000 to 2000 for BTAC or supply and demand ease that in the future? Well, that's a great question, Logan. And first, let's kind of approach the $10 million man here. Uh, I know who you're talking about. I know the interview you're re- referencing. And there are a lot of people who are out there buying these bottles as investment. They're seeing it as they would gold. Uh, they're seeing it as they would just about anything else that's an investment. It's like real estate. It's like you know buying a stock. They're going to sell it when it is time for them to sell it, whether they need the cash or whether they see the market about to drop. The difference here between, say, gold and bourbon is you know people are kind of getting out getting through like the little auctioneer clauses here and there but if the federal government ever truly wanted to crack down on uh resale of uh bottles which i don't think they will then they're going to there's a lot of legal means right now back in the day you know we had the facebook secondary markets those don't exist anymore but it's in, in other words my point to that is it's risky. It's it's risky to sit on bottles like that uh, because it is the alcohol industry so so fickle and it's so it's it's so regulated. So you have the federal government that could come in and stop anything anytime they want, uh, even though they would have a lot of people trying to block them. And then you have like the changing palates of consumers. I mean, right now, I'm already seeing a lot of bourbon consumers drop out just because they are tired. They are tired of uh, the access to, to good bourbon. They are tired of the allocation. There are also a lot of people are like looking at their shelves and be like, what the hell am I doing? 
I just bought 300 bottles in a single year. I need to go to my kid's t-ball game. You know, so I think I think there is uh, there there becomes this crazy phenomenon of of thinking that bourbon can be a long term investment. Now, I'm not a financial advisor. I'm not a financial guy. I mean, I have a 401k and I do I do fine and I don't you know, I'm not in debt or anything like that. But I will tell you that the 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 world of whiskey has a lot of FOMO in it. It has a lot of FOMO in it, which is a fear of missing out mentality. And it has a, a lot of money coming to it thinking they can make more money down the road, whether that is an individual bottle, whether that's investing in a distillery, whether that's buying stocks of barrels. Uh, I mean, it's all over the damn place. But money people are here. FOMO people are here. And that leads to those bottles being hard to get, whether I say I like them or whether someone else says I like them. You ain't going to be able to find William Blue Weller, even if you try. Well, if you try, try, you still got to spend money. All that being said, in 10 to 15 years, I very much think that the investment crowd will kind of start waning out. I think that's more of a fad than a trend. I don't think the FOMO crowd will go away, but I think the investment crowd will. Because eventually, there's not going to be an audience to buy a $5,000 bottle, you know. So, uh, so that's my thought there, I, whether it's right or wrong. I mean, I mean, hell, I, I don't have a crystal ball, you know, I don't have a crystal ball. I can't tell you how this is going to go, but, uh, I do have this sense that investment, uh, bottle guy will not be here in 10 years. And that's this week's above the chart. Hey, if you want to be like Logan Hyman, hit me up on fredminnick.com. That's fredminnick.com. Hit the contact button and type in your question. If I like what I hear, I'll read it on the air. Until next week, cheers. And they're off for another Get 270 2020 Unicorn Raffle. Your $20 ticket gives you not one, but two chances to win from our lineup of 20 Woodford Reserve treasures, including the grand prize, the rarest unicorn yet, the Woodford Reserve Kentucky Derby 150 Baccarat Edition. Only 150 bottles were made and is just like the one the Derby winning owner receives. Quit horsing around and get your $20 tickets now at give270.org. Charitable gaming license ORG 0002703. Ed Bly and Rising Tide Spirits are back again with a new release of Old Stubborn Bourbon. And this release of Old Stubborn is a premium hand marriage of 10, 11, and 12-year cask drink, barely filtered pot still bourbon. It comes in at a staggering 123.8 proof. And the flavoring grain for this one, which the last one was weeded, but this time it's now rye. Rich, sweet, and bold with a long finish that's sure to be another eye-opener. You can order online at Sealbox or TheBourbonConcierge.com. And you can even purchase in person at Revival Vintage Spirits and even now with very few select stores in Kentucky. You can get it now while you can, but be sure to do it because it's not going to last long. Do you ever pour yourself a bourbon, swirl it around, and then start struggling to come up with tasting notes? And perhaps you're also looking for a good Father's Day gift idea. Well, you can now solve both with a kit from Nose Your Bourbon. And unlike other nosing kits on the market, Nose Your Bourbon kits feature real ingredients for the most authentic aromas. You can smell real Tahitian vanilla bean instead of some synthetic aroma that's just made from chemicals. So head on over to NoseYourBourbon.com and enter code BP10 for 10% off your order. From their bar to yours, Chad and Sarah of the popular YouTube channel It's Bourbon Night bring you their favorite at-home old-fashioned mix with the new Elemental Elixir's Golden Hour Syrup. 
It's a custom-made syrup with notes of bold black tea, warm spices, and orange zest. All you need is your favorite whiskey and ice. No bitters needed. One bottle makes 16 drinks, so that's only $1 cocktail before you add your own whiskey. They can also be enjoyed in other cocktails or spirits, mocktails, coffee, tea, and anything you can think of. It's crafted locally in Lexington, Kentucky, and you can get your bottle now at whiskeyambitions.com. Welcome back, everybody. It's another episode of Perfect Pursuit coming at you. Kenny and Ryan here today talking to a good friend of ours that has been around in the bourbon industry now. He's getting into it. And they're doing some really interesting things in the heart of Bardstown, which is going to be really cool, not only just for people that are wanting to be a part of a bourbon group that is doing a lot of cool things like bourbon selections, but really it's around the focus on education and really unique education experiences that we're going to start getting into this. And, and I know our guest is going to dive into it's it's going to be more than, you know, we always say it all the time, the, the 51% corn tour. It's not that. It's definitely the immersive 102, 201 kind of level experiences that you can get as being a part of this. Yeah. I mean, growing up in Bardstown, you know, we, we took it for granted how cool and interesting and unique this space can be. And a lot of community folks in Bardstown, you know, they're very like, have their laser focused on just like, oh, if it's not Knob Creek this or Heaven Hill this or that, you know, very which those are all great brands, but there's so much more to this category. And, you know, any way we can increase the knowledge and awareness of like what this industry can be is a good thing. And that's what this organization has done for our community and, you know, not just the community, but outside of that. And I'm excited that this has been created because there's so, I, I love Barstown and I love showing it off. And aren't I, you I, from there? I, yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've said that a time or two, but anything we can get to highlight and showcase, because a lot of times, you know, our our town, I love it. They just want it to be status quo and they just want to like keep it to themselves. But it's such a great community and great town that we really need to highlight and show the world what it is. And that's what we need to do. So I don't know. I make think it, make it the real bourbon capital of the world. Exactly. Right? Put, the real put the, bourbon capital. Put the stamp on it. Just Literally it. exactly what I'm here to do. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly. my job description. <laughs> so you heard his voice. Today on the show, we have Sam Lacey. He is the executive director of the Bourbon Capital Community Alliance. We're going to learn more about the Bourbon Capital Guild and the Bourbon Capital Academy today. So Sam, welcome to the show. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you having me. And, uh, you know, Ryan, you really hit the nail on the head. Like, so... Uh, Bardstown, it's, it's very interesting because we are a small town named most beautiful small town in America in 2012, 13,000 people, but we've got all these incredible historic distilleries. And so that dichotomy makes us a really interesting, you know, presents an interesting value proposition for tourists, but we've got to get our locals, like you said, you know, better than anyone to, to kind of jump on the bandwagon too. So that's what I'm here to do. You know, the, the Bourbon Capital Community Alliance, it's a mouthful, we'll call it the BCCA <laughs> from, from this point forward. We are here to really claim that Bourbon Capital of the World moniker and, and drive it farther, farther uh, into the ground, that flag. So uh, it's, it's beyond time that we put the resources into bourbon, into the comprehensive experience there in Bardstown that our distilleries have done. So I'm excited. Uh, I've been in this job now for a year and we've already done some really cool stuff, which uh, we'll dive into. Well, definitely. And and let's kind of roll back a little bit to bring your, 
I guess it's a validity into this as well as kind of talk about how you got introduced to bourbon. I think let's kind of get the more personal yeah, aspect yeah. Of, of, you know, where you grew up and, and kind of how you kind of got into this. Yeah, absolutely. So I actually grew up in Bardstown. I uh, was born in Lexington, moved to Bardstown when I was five, grew up in the bourbon capital of the world, went to school in Lexington and then moved to Atlanta for four years for work after school. Came back in 2017 with my girlfriend at the time, now my wife. We both grew up in Bardstown. And so I'll be honest, I didn't really have an appreciation for bourbon until I moved back. You know, I, like I was like, reading, like what Ryan said. <laughs> I was reading your bio on your website earlier, like, uh, you know, talking about Kentucky gentlemen and, oh, you know, whatever in college. That was me yeah. in college. Uh, so. Yeah, like we had kind of bourbon, but you didn't gosh, appreciate, it. appreciate it. Yeah, you, how you old are those bios, by the way? <laughs> yeah, <they're, laughs> they need to be updated. They probably need those to be were kind of lame. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think those were probably 2015 when we started. Yeah, yeah. well, they're still up there. Um, so, yeah, I, I didn't really have an appreciation for it until I moved back here in 2017. In 2018, I started working for the Tourism Commission, uh, running their social media marketing, and that really was my entry into proper bourbon culture. So working with Mike Manjit at the time, now the tourism director at the state level, had a lot of experience working with our distilleries and really gained an appreciation for the spirit uh, and the craftsmanship behind it. So it grew from there. Uh, now the BCCA comes in in like 2020 for me. So what was the what was the initiative? Why did they say we need to create this alliance? The background uh, behind the BCCA. It's like, it's like, do you want to form an alliance? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yes, we do <laughs> and and we needed to. Um, so it's it's a funny story. Bill Samuels, Maker's Mark, David Mandel, formerly of of Bardstown Bourbon Company, and uh, Kevin Smith with Beam Suntory, all came in and sat down with Kim Houston, our economic development director and our mayor at the time, Dick Heaton, who's, who's actually still currently our mayor and said, Bill said, like, took him to the woodshed. You all are not doing enough to claim this bourbon capital of the world moniker. Y'all got to step it up because Louisville's coming. Lexington's coming. Frankfurt's coming. Y'all got to put some work in. And so out of that came a community study, what was called the bourbon task force. Uh, and, and we did Two days worth, I was not involved at the time, two days worth of uh, focus groups and everything. What can we do here in Bardstown and in greater Nelson County to really lay claim to that bourbon capital of the world moniker? The names sound very uh, intense. It's the alliance. It's the task force. I'd be curious, what was the response, you know, from the folks like... Most people, you know, going back to what you said earlier, you'd be surprised. Most people were in favor of it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I think the business owners is, is really a lot of the people who are around the table understand that if we build this bourbon culture tourists come that that's money for everyone sure. you know it, it benefits the entire town that money filters down to to little league teams you know so they got it and so out of that bourbon task force came a strategic plan and so they said we need a funding mechanism if we're going to do something this has to be more than a task force so put together the, what is now the Bourbon Capital Community Alliance, a 501c3 nonprofit organization in 2017. So we were run uh, on a part-time basis by a volunteer for two years. 
He stepped away at the end of 2019. 2020, I was working at the Tourism Commission. They asked me to run this organization just on a very part-time basis, like five or 10 hours a week when you can find the time. And I mean, I'll be honest, you you can't do a whole lot in five to 10 hours a week. Uh, So we kind of scuttled along there for a couple of years. We built National Bourbon Day. I am proud of what we've done with National Bourbon Day. So did that on a part-time basis. But really, these bigger things like the Guild, the Academy, uh, we, we couldn't address it. I just didn't have the time. What were, like, when Bill approached you all, what were some of his, like, goals or initiatives? Or, like, what was he saying, like, specifically? He's saying you're not step at the table. What specifically did he think you all needed to add? Yeah. Um, what I've been told, I mean, there were a few curse words uh, <laughs> in there. Uh, I mean, but, I can name some off my head, but yeah. I'm just curious what he said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, basically it. What I've been told about what happened there in that meeting is you all, you know, Bill Samuels, you all uh, are are not living up to this bourbon capital of the world name. You all have got to do better. And then all, all the rest, however he packaged that, I, I wasn't privy to. But, you know, basically it's like, step it the heck up, <laughs> yeah. you know. So because people are coming uh, and you all, Louisville's putting a lot of money into this thing. You all are sitting on your behinds and not doing a thing. So that that really woke up our local leadership. And so you see, you know, kind of the the progress from 2017 when we became a 501c3 to five years later. Uh, and, and really, this only became a full-time organization 13 months ago. So July 12 of last year is when I started doing this full-time. Very cool. So, are, so I guess do you guys act as a liaison between, you know, the distilleries and, the, and Bardstown to say we, like... We do. It's it's partly that. So we have nine member distilleries and I will name them all. And this is risky every time because I always miss one. And then it's it's always a different <laughs> one. Uh, Bartstown Bourbon Company, Barton, Luxrow, Heaven Hill, Beam, Preservation, Log Steel, Old Steel House, Makers. So those nine are members of way to our. Go, by the way, yeah, no, way nobody go. got that, nobody felt left out this time. That, that was that was the best I've ever done. That yeah. <laughs> pretty proud. Glad um, you brought your A game today. Yeah, exactly. I had to for you guys. Um, so they, you know, pay us annual member dues to be a part of this organization. And I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that our uh, local tourism commission is is also one of our biggest supporters, financial supporters, because they stand to gain a lot from the growth continued growth of the bourbon industry here at Bardstown, Nelson County. Okay. So the BCCA is the the overarching umbrella of all this. Correct. And then you've got a few different things that you're working underneath of it. Can you kind of talk about what the, the guild is then? Yeah. Yeah. The guild is the most fun thing I'll probably ever get to do. So we sat down. It actually came from that strategic plan from 2017. There are bourbon societies all over the world. Uh, and Bardstown did not have one. Yeah, the Bourbon Society is in Louisville, so it should yeah. be in Bardstown. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, like, what you know, what are we doing? I, I think uh, there was a guy that tried to do one a few years ago and had one meeting, and it, you know, it didn't go anywhere. Uh, so that was the very first thing that we took on, and we had meetings over the course of months with distillery people. You know, what do you want this Bourbon Capital Guild to be? How can we help? benefit you all. And ultimately what came out of that is we want ambassadors for our brands. We want ambassadors for Bardstown. So, okay, 
with that in mind, let's build this bourbon society that pays homage to our Bardstown history, that creates brand ambassadors for our nine member distilleries. So the way we do that is through member education, and we put together these really incredible events, and kudos to our distilleries. They don't do this for everyone, for our members. So we'll take 40 or 50 people out to Beam, out to Heaven Hill, and show them all the inner workings and, and put on this incredible experience that when our members walk away, there's nothing left to do but be ambassadors for that brand. They've just been given the best experience they could ever have. And so is this, I mean, it's, it's, you're trying to position this as a, as a better bourbon society, correct? Just a different bourbon society. Yeah. I mean, we're different in the fact that, like you said, the overarching organization is BCCA. So we're running the guild I'm looking at who is supporting us and we try to support them in return. So we only do things with our member distilleries that may change in the future. But for right now, we've still got a few that we need to hit. But, um, you know, we really focus on them and try to build uh, the experience for our members for them. So a typical bourbon society, you can go to any distillery in the country, you know, and that's where do you want to let's go to Buffalo Trace, uh, you know, here in a couple of months. We focus on Bardstown. Uh, we we try to bring things back to Bardstown and, you know, pay back our member distilleries for their investment in us. I would say most organizations don't have the backing and financial backing of a government behind them. So you, you're, already, you're already one step ahead in that regard of being able yeah. to provide that sort of, uh, you know, inner handshake to be able to kind of make things happen. In this yeah. Yeah. And, and everything we do, uh, we try to be super premium because that's what Bardstown deserves. That's what our distilleries deserve. So if you would talk to, you know, any of our members, they would say that the events that we've done, the meetings we've done, everything is just a notch above. And and I pride our organization on providing that. So that's how you got an Elijah Craig barrel proof so quick. There it is. Yes. <laughs> yes. Thank you, uh, Jeff Crow. Thank you, Rob Hutchins. Um, yeah, they, they turned that around for us uh, in like, three months. And, and that experience, we took 40 something members out there one oh, Friday that's evening. A, that's a big barrel. Yeah. Break. They only let us take six. Yeah. <laughs> we're just yeah. lucky. We're going to make ours a guild. Instead of a podcast. Um, <laughs> no, they rolled out. Like we went out there, we had the whole place to ourselves one night and took 40, roughly 45 members out there. Uh, and and kind of ran through some different stations. So a lot of people did the You Do Bourbon experience, which is super cool. We all walked in mass at the beginning out to the Rick House right there across the road. The one with the big yeah. lighting and, and the, gla the glass, you know. Yeah. yeah, and they had rolled out five barrels for us. And we, <sighs> we all... We only get three. Oh, my gosh. You got to be a part of the guild, You got to be guys. a guild, man. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, they rolled out five, and we all tasted through them uh, and, and ended up choosing... Right here. This was barrel number four. Uh, it was 126.5 that evening. It ended up 127.1. It was not the one I wanted. I wanted barrel number five. It was very close between four and five. Barrel number five came from Deetsville. When you got 40 people voting, that's tough. Yeah. I know. <laughs> it, it, was, it was 15 to 14. I remember it. As, and, the, uh, as the executive director, she'd be like, I at least get 50 votes. Yes, right? I can, exactly. I can over, I, overturn it. You know what? Honestly, I thought about like, uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> just kind of. Pulling that card out. Making yeah, a power I, move. Oh, um, oh, it's barrel number five. It was really close. <laughs> but I, I, I can't betray my guild members, but uh, barrel number four was 
excellent. Um, I've got it right there, and and that's actually uh, that's that's for you guys. So, um, if you're a guild member, are you? Uh, I guess do you all keep them in the loop of what's going on? You know, between the city and the distilleries, also, or is it more strictly just bourbon focused? It's it's more strictly bourbon focused, but we do have a private Facebook group with a hundred. We have 150 members now. We started with 100 founding members. We just added 50 more members several months ago. Uh, so we've got 120 members. Some people aren't on Facebook in that group. And there, there's a lot of conversation. There's a lot of interaction in that, in that Facebook group about things at the city level. You know, one of the things that kind of hit me the other day is that, and we did not set out to do this, but we have built a very influential group of people. Uh, so, I'm not going to name any names, but uh, our original founding home. members. We can um, point some people out here. Yeah, we've got we've got a lot of people involved in the distilling industry, a lot of distillery reps, uh, and local politicians, leadership. Uh, some sounds like the, the Skulls Club. It's <laughs> got to be got to uh, yeah, get initiated it, into it. It's it's pretty wild, you know, kind of what it's turned into. And uh it's it's been great for all of our members. It's just we're creating I'll call out David Mandel. David Mandel called it at one point, uh, uh you know, we need a bourbon army here in Bardstown. We need this group of people that are educated about bourbon. So the guild at its core is our attempt to to kind of remedy that. So let's get these people access to our distilleries so that they can talk to their friends. They can talk to people educatedly about them. Let's get them educated on bourbon, and we'll we'll talk about the academy in a sec. But let's create this bourbon army that we can call on, we can leverage to help build Bardstown and really accomplish some great things. Well, I know the next logical question, and it's probably for a lot of people listening out there, they say, this sounds fantastic. I want to be a part of it. Yeah. How can I do that? If you're anything like me, then you can't get enough about bourbon. And that's why I'm a subscriber to Bourbon Plus magazine. Bourbon Plus is a quarterly publication that tells the stories from the heart of bourbon, the farmers who grow the grain, the distillers who labor over the process, and the people like you and me who raise their glasses to celebrate it all. Subscribe to Bourbon Plus Magazine today at bourbonplus.com, that's P-L-U-S dot com, and use code PURSUIT at checkout for $5 off your subscription. Shopify's already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point-of-sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify's point of sale is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. And with Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers inline and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. And get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's point-of-sale Go Mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com bourbon, all lowercase. 
and go to shopify.com slash bourbon to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash bourbon. Well, I know the next logical question, and it's probably for a lot of people listening out there, they say, this sounds fantastic. I want to be a part of it. Yeah. How can I do that? This fall. You can uh, sign up for our, our list at uh, bourboncapitalguild.com. We, we've got a website there. And so what we're doing, I mean, this is a lot of work, uh, you know. And, I, but it's not like just anybody gets in. You have a selection process of how it all no works? No selection process. Okay. We're not going to turn anyone down, but it's, it's based on, it's limited by quantity. You know, because we want to provide a premium experience to our members. So once you go above a certain number, you can't go do these things at distilleries anymore. So we started with 100. That worked out well. Out of that 100, I'd say we had 40 core members that I could rely on to show, show up, up every at time. any given time. And then we added another 50. So we've been with 150 now for a few months. And I'm kind of waiting and seeing how we do with 150 before we potentially add more. Got it. Got it. Okay. Well, I was kind of interested to know that. And uh, for also other people that are listening, I know we had talked about it before, you don't necessarily have to live in the city of Bardstown. We have members from 13 states and Washington, D.C. Yeah. Uh, we have two members from California. Uh, we have a member from Oklahoma, Nevada, somewhere out there. It's a long way to travel for a meeting. But it is. <laughs> and he's been to town. Uh, one of the people from California came to our original member meeting and has been back into town. So that is, you know, you talk about providing value back to your sponsors, uh, for lack of a better word. That provides value, tangible value for our tourism commission. Because they come in, they stay at a hotel, they eat at our restaurants. That is money back into our community, back into the tourism commission's pockets. Right on. Yeah. Okay. So I'm, I'm curious. I want to go back to the, the, the umbrella company, I guess, of all this. So yeah. I guess what are distilleries looking for the city to do? You know, obviously we're making improvements in Barstown. There's a lot more restaurants. There's a lot more lodging. What, is, what else is there needing to be done to help embrace this bourbon tourism and capital of the world, you know, bourbon capital world? Yeah, that's a that's a loaded question, <laughs> and and I'm I'm pretty well. It's like to, you know, like does the city have the infrastructure? I guess to you know to to make that happen. Or? Well, that's the that's the issue we're dealing with right now. Yeah, uh, because again, we are a small town. Nobody ever could have imagined that we'd have eleven major distilleries within sixteen miles of downtown Bardstown, and so Bardstown was not built with that in mind. Distilleries, as you all know, use an incredible amount of water. Yeah, um, every time I go to Bart's, I'm amazed by how many semi-trucks are rolling through there. Yes. I, I went to bring my wife to Bart's and Bourbon Company one day for lunch. And I said, "Hun, just, I never even crossed my mind. I said, just wait till we enter Bardstown. Just start counting the amount of semi-trucks. There's a lot. And you start going, you're like, yeah, wow, it's basically another interstate over here. You got it, grain it trucks, you got barrel trucks, you got distillate trucks, you got... <laughs> All of it. All of it. Yeah. And... Uh, so our offices, uh, the BCCA offices in the old courthouse in the center of Bardstown. And so I sit, I have a window facing Third uh, Street and right behind me. I mean, you can just hear them one after one after one dump trucks, distillery trucks. And so that's it's a huge issue. And there's been talk about a bypass uh, along the western part of town, which cannot hum come here quickly enough. Honestly, it should have happened 10 years ago. Uh, so that's. I'm not going to blame anyone, but, you know, like state government, come on. Um, 
everybody that comes to Bardstown and spends two hours sitting downtown can see the need right now for a bypass and for additional transportation infrastructure. So that's one thing we're dealing with. Uh, another thing we're dealing with is water. And I think this is public knowledge. I mean, we, we had, we've got to bring in water now from, from Louisville to support some of our distilleries uh, because we don't have enough supply in Bardstown. So you talk about distilleries, the amount of water they use, we're, we're kind of hamstrung by that. Simpson Lake only gets you so far. At that only goes so far. <laughs> yeah. And with all this drought, I mean, I've been reading all these uh, newspaper articles about the drought and, you know, Lake Mead going down and, and China drying up. And it's like that. It's that a concern here. when you're in a, well, cause too, there you're in a, we're in a somewhat rain rich, you know, it rains here a lot. It, we get a pretty decent amount of moisture. We go through dry spills, but then you worry about, okay, the states that have a, excess water do they have to start rationing it off to other states yeah. you know to to help yeah. support them that's a real concern yeah that, that's a huge conversation going on out west right now uh and so uh, we have had our share you know back to your question of infrastructure issues uh we're running low on land uh, you know so we're running low on land water's tight natural gas only goes so far out into the county so we're, we're, we're actively addressing those things, but it's not like it's going to happen overnight. Sure. Sounds like residents of Bar Center are sitting on some beachfront property right now, is what it sounds <laughs> like. Yeah. I, I live right, I live downtown and, you know, my property value, I'm good with it. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's just, it's so interesting. Bardstown's a jewel. And I'll be honest. I mean, I, you know, I grew up there and you grew up there, right? Yeah. Through, through high school. Yeah. Yeah. Never did you want to come back? No, I was yeah. like, how fast yeah. can I get out of this? Place? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Same here. I yeah. uh, left, uh, you know, to go to school in Lexington. I was like, man, I'm never. There's going nothing back. to do, you know. And it's, yeah, but it's so much better now with the, you know, the distilleries really embracing the, you know, having the restaurants. And yeah, bars on Bourbon. My thought, you know, really pushed the entire town to like be like, okay hospitality we need more bourbon hospitality here and they've really pushed the other distilleries to 100 percent. i mean they and and not to call them out above any of the others but the they were the impetus behind i think a lot of the development that you've seen over the past five years when they came in what they did that modern approach introducing the restaurant i think all the other distilleries looked around they're like oh man we got to we gotta do yeah, some stuff. When they were doing it, everybody was like, "Yeah, right. You're gonna put that <laughs> out over coming. by the BG, yeah. by a bread yep. company. You know, in the middle of a cornfield. No way, nobody's coming to yeah. that. And boy, were every, was everybody boy, wrong. They were wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Barstow Bourbon Company is in, incredible. I know you all work closely with them on your pursuit series. I mean, the, the things that they're doing. Dan Calloway's genius. You know, they're they're a valued uh, member of my organization. Always willing to help always willing to provide manpower and, and thought uh, and input. So I appreciate them. So I guess the, the next logical step is start looking at, now that we have the overarching organization, we've got the guild and kind of what you wanted to really talk about today is, is the academy. And I think this is going to be really interesting only because this isn't necessarily specific to members of the guild or people that have to be a part of an academy or anything like that or any part of an organization. But it said this is something that you're opening up to kind of create a, a better education experience for any visitors that are coming. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so I'm, I'm really excited 
Just like I was for the Guild, honestly, the Bourbon Capital Academy holds more implications for Bardstown and for our distilling industry. So the Bourbon Capital Academy at its core are Bardstown-centric bourbon education courses. Like So we have built, over the course of many months, a custom proprietary Bourbon Capital Academy deck. What's the acronym for that one? Do you know? What <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Is that BCAD? <laughs> we got, we've got BCG for the guild. We've got BCCA. We've got BCA. Uh, yeah, it's too much. Okay. We've got too many acronyms. You're doing, you're doing great, though. Yeah. Keep it going. Um, but the Academy is three target markets. So this is a, a relatively new development. During National Bourbon Day, we announced a hundred and now $50,000 sponsorship from Jeff Hopmayer and the Brindiamo Group out of Nashville. So that was earmarked for the build out of a dedicated space, one for Bourbon Capital Guild monthly member meetings. So build it out, like blow it out. You've got a really cool space that you can meet in. Um, it's a value add for our guild members. But most importantly, number two, that was for a dedicated space for the Bourbon Capital Academy, dedicated classroom. So we have worked with the Bourbon Festival leadership, Spalding Hall there, 114 North 5th Street, right downtown, historic building. The, the history on that place is incredible. We have worked with the team there at Kentucky Bourbon Festival, Randy Prossi, uh, COO, David Mandel, chair of the board to reach an agreement to brand that space and build out that space as the Brindiamo penthouse. So that has been uh, announced and, and, and will happen there at the, the bourbon, will have happened at the bourbon festival. But that space, so you come up off that elevator and you're going to have this big Brindiamo penthouse logo right in your face. You turn right, we'll have a bar over there, hopefully whiskey lockers, if we can do it for our guild members. Uh, so that's that's a budget thing. We'll see if we can get it done. But you go all the way to the end of the room. I'm sure you all have been in the space and that will be dedicated classroom for the academy. What that allows us to do is integrate uh, the Oscar Getz Museum of Whiskey History, which is right downstairs. So it's, it's a gym in Bardstown. Most people don't know about it. It is free entry at all times. So we can work into our BCA 101 course the Oscar Getz Museum of Whiskey History, driving traffic there. There's not a better resource you're going to find. Uh, and then bring them upstairs, teach them base level distilling. But specifically, what we're building out right now is the Bardstown history portion. So we sat, we sat down with uh, Dixie Hibbs for like an hour and a half uh, and, and shot video, filmed her. I guess Just, you probably need to explain to people who don't know who Dixie Hibbs is. Dix, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Dixie Hibbs, uh, former Bardstown mayor. We call her Bardstown Google. She is also a KDA Hall of Famer. So she is the resource on Bardstown distilling history and Bardstown history in general. So we went to her and we sat down in her home, filmed her just off the cuff for an hour and a half. And the hardest part about that was cutting, cutting some of that content out. You know, how do we cut an hour and a half of awesome stuff into five to 10 minutes? But Again, base level distilling knowledge, Bardstown history, Bardstown distilling family tree, Bardstown brand family tree, because I think people would be amazed if, if you're relatively new to bourbon. Some people don't know, you know, Elijah Craig's a Heaven Hill product, Evan Williams, you know. So if you lay it out visually in a really cool way, 
all of the bourbon brands that are produced in Bardstown, Nelson County. Uh, it's it's going to blow people away. So we just want people to leave this course with an appreciation of Bardstown's role in the evolution of bourbon, some knowledge of distilling, fermentation, barreling, all of that stuff that we know. Which, for the most part, the you know the the whiskey one hundred one kind of understanding exactly how the fermentation process works, how distillation works. Most of the time, people are getting that education as you're going through a tour, and they're like pointing at it, pointing at something, saying eh, it goes over here and over here. And at that point, it's already lost. A lot of people need that diagram, like a, a yeah. classroom type of setting, to understand exactly like, oh, okay, it goes from the masher and then over to here and then over to here, yep. instead of just pointing at something you're like that's over there and then. Well, you know, because you go to any particular distillery, there's pipes running absolutely everywhere and nothing is going in the same process in the same way that you're going through this. And it's, it's usually kind of backwards for a lot of people. So it's, having that classroom setting can really help cement that education. Exactly. Yeah. And, and we're going to have very educated teachers that come in and teach this, probably some from distilleries. But what we've done is, is provided, you know, a, a resource here. We've built out these, these field notes that all the attendees will get. And so the slides, the content, everything is, is neatly packaged in there. People can refer to it. There are whiskey tasting notes in there. So we want people to take the field notes as they're learning to taste whiskey, take it with them to a distillery, make their notes. You know, we've, we've built a custom proprietary uh, whiskey tasting note page. So that's the one-on-one course. And that's really cool. Yeah. It sounds like it'd be cool to take that before you do like go on tours. Cause a lot of times you go on tours and they, like as Kenny said, you talking to her like, uh-huh, fermentation, <laughs> yeah, like, tails, wait, three days, you know, this, that, days. and you're like, and if you don't, you would just immediately gloss over that. Like you don't, this kind of put yeah. would put it in high def for everyone, you know, that they can go and understand it. Like well, that, put it in high def. Yeah, the coolest thing that that's the that's the base level knowledge. Where it gets really cool is that we're working with our distilleries to build out kind of the one hundred two level courses. So, one hundred one is your prerequisite. You have to come take that. Okay, that that's going to give you just your base knowledge, and we want you to learn about. Gosh, basics. I wonder if we'd pass. I, I don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> that's why. That's why I've never taken the th- Steve. Uh, uh, oh yeah, uh, the Steve, the Bourbon Steward, Steve and Steve Society. Yeah, heck no, I don't want to get get ridiculed because I'm going to not not pass it. I got a 98, <laughs> and I'm still I'm, I'm still I know I bugged by that really one didn't. I didn't get. Uh, but the the really cool thing about this is tying in our member distilleries and providing those 102 level courses. So we have gone down the road with to this point Luxrow, Heaven Hill and Bardstown Bourbon Company. So the idea is that at each distillery you get a little more detailed education. So Bardstown Bourbon Company what they do out there is blend, you know, for the most part. So they are going to run you through their custom blending experience. You're going to thieve from a barrel you're going to do a little more course room work just about blending. So now you've got the 101 level course and a consumer can look at this, look at our website and be like, I, I need to learn more about blending. I want to learn about blending. That sounds cool. And go book this experience at Bartstown Bourbon Company. So at Heaven Hill, they want to do something with Bottled and Bond. Uh, be, Bernie Lubber, I mean, they're, they're just big time Bottled and Bond out there. So uh kind of was working with with Jeff Crow yesterday to think out this course. And 
Uh, I mean, he mentioned Connor O'Driscoll, master distiller, being involved, Bernie Lubbers being involved as potential instructor, uh, and, and really diving into the history behind Bottled and Bond, why it's kind of having a renaissance. You know, we all understand the the stipulations behind a bottled and bond product, but it, it would be really cool for relatively new consumers. At Luxrow, we've got to build their experience, but it will include their stone, their historic stone house there, which is really cool. They've redone, you know, Thief from a that's, Barrel. That's um, my buddy's house, the Ballards. I've spent many nights there. Did you? Oh, yeah. Really? Playing PlayStation. <laughs> See, these other things you're chasing learn. peacocks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're still out there. And uh, the first time I went out there, it was back in like 2018, and I, I was standing uh, in the distillery, and I was like, "What is that noise?" It's like, "What the hell?" Is that? <laughs> and, uh, and and insert peacock noise. Yeah, here. yeah. I'm, I'm not gonna do it. John Rempe looked over at me like, "That's the peacocks." There's peacock <laughs> out there. It's like, "What? Where did a peacock come from?" So. Uh, the really cool thing about this, the Bourbon Capital Academy, is to get a, it gets our distilleries involved. They can show off what they want to show off. It's it's a new tour. We brand it all under the Bourbon Capital Academy, and again, it's that effort to get people knowledgeable about first of all distilling, but specifically Bardstown. We we want people to leave this experience. Being able to talk to anyone about the role that Bardstown has played. Yeah, because those Frankfurt guys, they don't know how to they don't know how to make bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> and so for the most part, when people want to go and and try to book an experience like this, they can't just go to the distiller's website. Do they need to go directly to to your website to be able to do this? And and is this something that you all are offering like on a multi-time per week basis, or this is like a once in a month, like you gotta really plan this out? Like how often is this really happening? Ideally, we would have a course at each distillery once a month. So 12 a year at each distillery times, you know, in the future, nine distilleries, that's a lot of courses, you know. So at any time, you've got a selection. So the course up at uh, Spalding Hall in the Braniamo Penthouse, uh, I think we'll do once a month or potentially twice a month. I actually just got the layouts back uh, for the Brenniamo penthouse. We're working with Joseph and Joseph. You, you mentioned Eric cash. So, uh, Eric emailed me today, the, the initial layout proposal for that space. And, and they fit 40 seats in there in the classroom side. So, you know, we can teach 40 people. If you do two a month, you know, you're talking about 80 people times 12. It's about a thousand people a year running through that BCA one one course. And for the most part, Again, they just find out about it going through the website and signing up and and, yeah. and doing that. Yeah, we'll do a lot of marketing. And a I guess I guess PR. the next obvious question is people will go, "Oh, geez, this might be expensive." Like, what's what's the target price for a lot of this too? For the one on one course, I'm thinking a hundred dollars, uh, and then the distillery courses, it's really up to them. But you know, we've we've gone down the road with Bartstown Bourbon Company. We think that their experience will be about an hour and a half. Uh, and, and so probably their experience includes, and I wish I'd brought mine, I didn't think to do it, a custom logo bottle with your name and the date you took the course. And it has the Academy logo on it. So I got a bottle of Fusion number seven with that Academy logo and my name and date. And I mean, that's a $65 value right there. So they've got a hard cost there. It, it may be $150 at, at Barstown Bourbon Company. 
Yeah, but you come away with something, you know, special yeah. from that experience. That that bottle, I mean, honestly, I, I posted it on Facebook and everyone's like, oh my gosh, I got to get one. It's really cool. Yeah. No, it's, it's, and it's it's great because you're you're helping educate a lot of people that want to get into the space. A lot, I mean, a lot of our listeners here, many of them might understand or, or think, you know, they might be chasing after bottles, but they might not even know the Bourbon 101 side of things. And so it's going to be that that primer that what you're going to need to as you kind of start going through this and honestly i think there are a lot of people that are out there listening that really look at that 102 that 201 sort of space by looking at the individual distilleries and thinking okay these are the crafted experiences that i can't get by just booking on the website just going and getting the 51 percent corn tour this is going to be something that's going to be a little bit more immersive i understand i'm going to pay a little bit more for it but i'm going to get an experience out of it that is it necessarily just going to be a run of the mill? Kind of exactly. Thing? Exactly. And, you know, that 101 is a prereq. Like, we're going to figure out a way logistically how you can only sign up for these 102 courses if you go take 101. We want to get you in 101. We want to get you test through. Out of it? No. <laughs> <laughs> test out of it. Hey, can we provide that? Maybe. I'm just kidding. Maybe. But, uh, I'm sure there's stuff people would learn that they don't know. You know, I can't. Yeah. Like yeah. you said earlier, a lot of folks don't know. They don't associate elijah craig with heaven hill they're like what's heaven hill you know you're like elijah craig Evan Williams. like oh okay got yeah. it yeah so uh, you know i'm going to strive we're striving to put something in that bardstown history that that nobody knows you know we want you to learn something well that means oscar gets me some and i'm embarrassed to say i, I hadn't gone to it until like probably a year ago mm-hmm. and it's incredible it's like the fraser museum in terms of like how much historical bottles are there like just cool dusty that guides you through everything you know the history it's pretty fantastic yeah it's really a hidden gem that not a lot of people know about and know. maybe this will help elevate it to where yeah. people can really see it for it is for what exactly it is. and and that's why i'm really excited to incorporate them into this one-on-one course i mean they they need to be given their just due it just makes all the sense in the world we've got a great whiskey museum right downstairs of where we're going to offer the course. So, you know, let's, let's incorporate, maybe it's a 30 minute quick uh, tour through there. And then you go up and you don't really have to go out of your way to not go see it. Then that was the, if that was the yeah, case, right? <laughs> exactly. So right, right in downtown Bardstown. And the last thing I'll mention about the Academy, which, which I haven't gotten to, but that's really cool is all of our distilleries. I think, what sets Bardstown apart from other places is that all our distilleries work really well together. They, they partner and uh, I'm cannot commend them enough for that because that is unique. Uh, so to that point at each distillery and at the BCA one-on-one course, we do what's called a taste of Bardstown. And it is a tasting, but from multiple distilleries. So out at Luxrow, you're tasting three Luxrow products, a Heaven Hill product and a Bardstown Bourbon Company product. And Bardstown Bourbon Company, it's a 1792. It's a Luxrow and a Bardstown Bourbon Company. They're for Cullen. So to a T, every distillery had said, yeah, we, we don't have an issue serving another distillery's product for the consumer that's really cool to have Landon or Vincent from Luxrow telling you tasting notes about a 1792 product or to have Logan from Bardstown Bourbon Company leading you through a, a Luxrow product. So 
that again is just our attempt to put our foot in the ground and say, yeah, we're the bourbon capital of the world. Uh, we cooperate, we work together. It's just, it's, it's a really cool aspect, uh, that, and again, I'm, I'm glad our distilleries are willing to do that. You a lot to, of distilleries you serve, not. Uh, you need to serve the Barstown Collective, you know, with those, all the, you know, those all gone. Yeah. I mean, they were all good. I, I commend the tourism commission on that. You know, the five participating distilleries last year, that that's, that's the kind of stuff that I'm talking about. It's like, let's leverage the power of Bardstown. There were people lined up at two in the morning to get the Heaven Hill release. So they're working on it again. It's going to be an annual thing. Continue to build it year after year. It's really cool. Yeah, I think it's very cool because I, I think of like myself going to to Napa when I took my wife there for 30th birthday, but like I didn't give two shits about wine or like didn't know anything about it. And you go into it and you're like, uh huh, yeah, huh, you know, not knowing anything, but it would have been nice to go through a primer course to be like, here's the different grapes, here's why they're this, here's why, you know, just to understand going into those. So it's not just like a deer in the headlights. Why is know? that a $10 bottle? Why is that a $100 bottle? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's well, what I nowhere we went had $10 bottles. But <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> I wish they did. <laughs> those wine clubs have been a lot cheaper, but uh, no, it would have been totally cool to have that experience. So I love this idea. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as a, as a Bardstown, former Bardstown resident, I mean, is it, are, are we on the right track here with what we're doing? No, definitely. I was in Bardstown, you know, just recently and I, I was having this discussion and we were in downtown. It was like past 10 o'clock and it was packed. Yeah. Downtown was hopping. Yeah. You know, there were yeah. people in and out and it was people. Normally you go out in Bardstown, it's people you know. Yeah. I didn't know anyone. It was all new faces, nor- tourism, you know, it was everybody's excited to come to Bardstown. I can't tell me times people come, you know, that come to our barrel picks or they're in town for this or that. They come to Bardstown like, we love it here. We want to stay here mm-hmm. and this and that. And I've always been a big advocate of our town because it's a beautiful place. It's the best to show off the best people, but we got to like, keep going. We got to get a little bit more yeah. hospitality. Got to yep. get place, yep. places to stay. And, and and it's happening and there's it things is. happening. And so there's just so much potential. Um, and I just don't want it to be, missed out you know whereas everybody it's focuses on louisville or lexington i want yeah. bardstown to be the focus yeah uh bardstown is we are on the path to a real serious um i mean you, two really cool hotels bourbon focused hotels in the works right now uh the trail hotel and, and the bardstown motor lodge restaurants at both um, those will be open soon. Bardstown Motor Lodge will be open soon. And the experiences at the distilleries, I mean, the thing Beam just did, you know, they're reopening. Oh, yeah. Uh, their, the, their restaurant's great. Oh, kitchen table's awesome. Yeah. I mean, shout out to them. We were, the Guild was one of the first groups when they reopened. You know, they shut down for like over a year to redo that whole thing. And they let us come out there like the first weekend they were open and, and do a barrel pick. And Freddie took us on a, uh, tour of FBN and we did a cocktail class and everything. We got to experience the whole thing. You look at what everyone's doing, Heaven Hill, $135 million distillery. They're about to put in the ground, uh, James B. Beam, their $400 million investment out in Boston. I mean, it's, this bourbon thing is, is wild. It's grown. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Sam, I want to say thank you so much for coming here and sharing what you're up to and, and what you're doing to help the city yeah. of Barstown and, and helping people get educated. I think this is great. And I, I'm sure there are a lot of listeners out there too that are thinking next time I'm coming into town, I'm going to go ahead and check out the website, see if I can't sign up one of these classes. So if people do want to know more about 
the guild, the, the all the acronyms. How do they find out yeah. more about it? Yeah. Uh, bourboncapitalacademy.com. Couldn't be any simpler in bourboncapitalguild.com. Perfect. Yeah. And I just, I just want to say thank you for, like I said, Bardstown's came a long way and, you know, it's folks like you all pushing it and making sure it stays in the focus of this whole bourbon tourism. So I appreciate your efforts and everything you've done for it. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it guys. I appreciate you having me on. Uh, it's been, been cool to chat and, uh, Looking forward to a growing partnership with you all. I mean, you're welcome in Bardstown anytime. I know you're there at Bardstown Bourbon Company quite a bit. We'll get those six barrel Elijah Craig. You know, yeah, there we go. There you <laughs> go. Get the five barrel roll yeah, out yeah. at some point. That's right. Yeah, yeah. You know, you got to keep uh, building the clout. To, Maybe we can do some five glasses or something for this thing. So. Yeah, yeah. We'll figure yeah, it out. Come on in, man. Uh, yeah. Then you also have an Instagram for for everything too. What what is it? Yeah, uh, Instagram at Bourbon Capital Guild and at Bourbon Capital Academy. Perfect. So make yeah. sure you follow them. Also follow us on all the socials, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, all those good places. We're always posting stuff, what we're drinking, what we're doing, everything like that, too. And if you like the show, make sure you support us, leave us a review, tell a friend, join Patreon, whatever it is. We always appreciate it. But with that, cheers, everybody. We'll see you next week. Toodles. Toodles.